Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Green Bay isn't, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me. Wow, that's a lot of sound to unpack. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Susie Schuster. He came in strong. The samurai bun is down. (laughs) Fatality. Today's guests, host of the Business Sports Podcast, Andrew Brandt. Los Angeles Angels manager, Joe Madden. Houston Chronicle NFL columnist, John McClain. Plus, from the new film, The Suicide Squad, John Cena. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Happy Thursday to all of you out there taking in the Rich Eisen Show wherever you are. I'm Susie Schuster in for Rich along with Chris Brockman, Jason Feller in for for Mikey Del Tufo. And of course, TJ, our meister of all things (laughs) social media and opinions. Good morning to all three of you. Hey, Susie, what's happening? Uh, hi, Chris. How are you? Feel good? Are we going positivity we today? We are going positivity Thursday. How about that? I was going to go with transparent Thursday because of Aaron Rodgers' press conference, and I thought maybe we would go that direction. But we have had such a heavy three days with the Simone Biles story that I thought today, as we congratulate Sunisa Lee on her gold for her all-around I thought we would go positivity. Happy Thursday, everybody. Love it. I yeah, think we need man. a break, don't you think, Chase? I think we need a well, break. It's been we a, need some happiness. Like you said, Sue, it's been a heavy couple of days with the Simone Biles stuff. But Well, Tuesday wasn't so heavy. I mean, most of Tuesdays was kind of fun. That's true, because we were celebrating Aaron Rodgers' return. But then, but she had withdrawn from the yeah. team competition that day. So that's yesterday kinda, was. That's kind of when it started. But yesterday with the callers, which we loved. Um, it's like one of those weighted blankets now Definitely. that everybody uses. I feel heavy. like Monday started here, mm-hmm. and we slowly went down. <laughs> and by the time we got off the air yesterday, I needed therapy. You weren't so sure if you were coming back today. You I were... wasn't sure I was coming back. It's my last day of the week. We're going to make it strong. Nobody brought donuts. Thanks for that. Thanks, Sarah. Great. Good job, Sarah. No Sarah donuts. Jackson. Thanks. Sarah Jackson was supposed to bring donuts and drop All the week. ball. But you know what? I really felt like... Driving in today after I had to go home two times because I kept forgetting things. Great. Left my friend keys in the door. Wonderful. Uh, I kept thinking to myself, yeah, right? It's the worst. Worst. And then I read about Sunisa Lee taking the all-around gold, the fifth straight American woman to do such. What? And I thought, you know, we've spent so much time talking about Simone this week. Let's talk about her teammates who are winning. Let's yes. talk about how amazing it is, not that they lost gold, but that they won silver. Let's celebrate. And when I watched last night Caleb Dressel take home the 100 free in the gold, and he came out of the pool 
Think about what it must feel like to look around, not see your family. Not see anybody. But then that, that look on his face when he realized that he was a gold medal Olympian with his rings on his right arm and his ink on his left and the look of just happiness on his face. What does that look like? Oh, yeah, happiness. It was right there. Yeah, it was amazing. And then Michelle Tafoya surprised him with the video conference with his family back at home and his wife. And he couldn't even, he was so overcome with emotion and choked up in the moment, the victory and seeing them. He couldn't even really put a sentence together. And it was just amazing. Like we started getting a little misty eyed at home. It was just awesome to see. And like we've been saying all week, that's, that's why we love the Olympics. I'm not cutting an onion. You are right. Yeah, Exactly. And yeah, then, we're crying. Yeah, uh, we're crying. And his wingspan, it was almost like you could see his lungs through yes, his yes. body. <laughs> These swimmers fish, man. are crazy. Yeah, they're built like awesome. broad shouldered, long limbs. You know. It is for real. Yeah. He was amazing. It was great to watch. And and like I said, it was sheer happiness. We'll take it, right? We need that today. <laughs> Definitely. I don't want to talk about Dax injuries. That's two down. We're gonna go up. We'll talk a little bit about Matt Scherzer, where, where he's going. The NBA draft is tonight. How come we're not as excited about it as we would be about an NFL draft? The NFL draft is like the I Thanksgiving know. Day Parade. Everyone watches it. Oh, my goodness. You may not say you watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but you watch it. <laughs> Everybody watches it. That's Rich's favorite day of the year. He's giddy. But the NBA draft, how come we're not all talking about it? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know why, TJ, that we're not talking more about the NBA draft. Is it because college basketball was weird? And, like, we don't know a lot. We don't have a real personal connection or relationship to some of these kids. Cade Cunningham, I, I assume, is going to go mm-hmm. number one. And then kind of after that, it's the Jalens. It's the kid from USC out here, Evan Mobley. Like, why aren't we hyped for the draft tonight? You know, it's funny. Pre-show right after you and I did our Limp biscuit from Woodstock 99, <laughs> just going crazy. I, I went on ESPN, and normally this is the first year that I can remember since maybe literally 2008. ESPN, every year leading up to the NBA draft, has a draft randomizer. We would just sit there and plug and play, you know, play around, see who your favorite team is going to get. And I realized this was the first time I haven't done that. Since 2008, and I think mm-hmm. it's your right because of COVID, kind of threw college sports off. And I'm a I was a huge college basketball fan, but I don't know any of these kids, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuning into the draft, but I haven't done as much research as I normally do, have done. I haven't sure. really invested as much time into it for whatever reason this year. So yeah, it's, really, anything that happens is going to be a big surprise for me, and right. that's I guess kind of cool. And it kind of seems like more of the news about tonight is about some of the veterans who might get moved. Like Ben Simmons, I think from what you're kind of reading online from some of the NBA blue check marks, like Sixers want to move him tonight. Like tonight's the night. And they want a lot for him, by the way. Yeah, their asking price is high. How do you ask that much for a player that you couldn't play? So he's amazing. Didn't even want to shoot himself next to the basket. You really want this car. It's an amazing car. Don't look under the hood, but it's a great car. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've defended Simmons so much, as Brockman to tell you from the Twitter trolls, because he, even before the playoffs, Simmons would get a lot of heat online about the thing he couldn't do, which was shoot. But my thing was there were five things that make you a great basketball player, and he can do the other four at a 
fairly high level. But after the playoffs, I can't even like give you that anymore. Like I, I just believe because it's Philly and because of those fans and because we've seen now we thought he and Embiid could work together, but just yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's a sixer. Yeah, so like not a lot of drama with who's going to be the kind of the overall number one, but there is a lot of drama on the pieces on the chessboard that could get moved around tonight across the week. So that, that'll that be fun to watch. Yeah, for some reason, Doc Rivers didn't call me back about coming on. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. I'm like, Doc, really? I, I, I left him a message. Are you ghosting me? Doc's oh, busy. that's right. You're busy. Oops. <laughs> No trolls. We're not going for trolls today. It's happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I did make the mistake. You know, I never look at trolls. I never look at stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't really have that much don't social do media. Don't do it. Don't read the comments. So I, I went to go look at something. As Rich said, oh, there's a lot of views on YouTube. Good job, honey. So I went to go look, uh-huh. and I saw one comment, and I went off. <laughs> and the one, <laughs> the one comment was, she must be really crazy. Who wears that many bracelets? <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, oh, CB Puppy, whatever your logo or your insert, whatever the handle is. Oh, CB24, you have no idea how crazy I really am. <laughs> don't write- let the bracelets take you down yeah. a road you don't want to go. No, no, no. Did you really write back to them? No, of course not. Oh, I, I don't know how to write back. I wish you would have. Here's no. the Susie, you're... What do they call it? Your Q rating is, at least from what I've seen on social media from our feeds, is like insanely high. So you would probably enjoy looking at the comments. But, of course, as Biggie said, you never get high on your own supply because you're going to find that one comment that takes you out of the fact that 99 of them were ridiculously (laughs) positive. And you see one bracelet comment and that's going to set you off. I got 99 comments and the, (laughs) and the pad one, eight, one. No, I don't, you can't, it's, it's debilitating. Talk about mental health. I mean, I'll be drinking in in the next break. You you don't look at comments. What are you insane? I think so. It's funny. My, my Q rating has always been good because the joke was back in the day, like she's not hot enough to make it so that you don't believe her. Oh, wow. But she's, Good enough looking to be on TV. I'm like, well, the, thanks so much for Thank that you. feedback. Appreciate it. The audacity. Can we go back to basketball? What about Kyle Kuzma? Will the, will this be the day yeah. finally that the Lakers say, eh, we tried this? Because I, I remember when so. he first came in, so, yeah. he's going to be Kobe-ish, what have you. I miss Kobe. I really thought about that driving in today. Oh. I thought to myself, God, I, I, Kobe would be a good guest today. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I, I really, I really I miss him. And I think about that. Weekly. Uh, and, but Kyle Kuzma, when they brought him in, they thought he was going to be the next big thing, and nothing has really materialized, TJ. But they kept Kuz, and they let go of B.I., yep. Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. You know, And now Ingram has Exploded. kind of flourished yep. <laughs> quite a bit yep. since the days when you interviewed him over. In you the, remember that? Uh, Pulling teeth, I think, is the way that we would probably <laughs> say that. TJ came over and produced for me one time on the official Lakers oh, podcast. Yeah. And, and that was... um. That was not a, a give-and-take conversation. <laughs> I think, I mean, a lot of the, na- the name, you're hearing every name really rumored for the Lakers, but I think the big one, and I think, I'm not a Laker fan, obviously, I don't want them to get better, but I think this move would make them better is if they go out and get Buddy Heald from Sacramento. Yep. you got to surround LeBron James with shooters, and especially now as he's going to be 37 next year, crazy to think about. Uh, he needs guys that can make a basket when he sets them up for an easy shot, and we haven't really seen that a lot in the last couple of years. I know they were able to win the champ- the bubble championship last year, but uh, haven't had a lot of reliable three-point 
outside shooting to, that he's had, you know, and it's been a while. So that's a guy I would look out for tonight too, Buddy Heald for the Lakers. He's rumored to be in that Sacramento talk. Yeah. KCP, Cantavius Caldwell, Pope as well. Same agent as LeBron. Yeah, clutch. So we thought yeah. he's got he's got that clutch deal. So Ben Simmons the- clutch too. So like you know they're not going to get fleeced. Like if Ben Simmons gets moved tonight, Philly's going to get a lot in return, especially because the clutch is involved. Just don't look under the hood. Don't look under the hood. See, look at us talking NBA for almost the entire open. Who knew? And we didn't even plan that. I know. Organic. You know why? Because we're happy. We're happy. We're just rolling through this. I'm also happy. Slovenia won again last night. Slovenia. Okay? Luca did it again. (laughs) Luca magic. Okay? One step closer, TJ, to becoming the worldwide face of basketball. You're insane, but that's okay. You're crazy, but we knew that already, Chris Brockman. We have good guests today, don't you think? I think we have a nice run through. I was excited that Joe Madden's going to call in. I love Joe Madden. He was the bench coach with the Angels when I covered the World Series. Thrilled to have him on because you know that my favorite baseball player is Shohei Otani, who went yard last night, number 37. The Angels did us a favor. They are one over 500, 51 and 50 now. They uh, come from behind rally, beating the Rockies 8-7. to Is the rally monkey on ice? Is the rally monkey put away in a box somewhere? Should we ask him if the rally monkey exists? Yes. Yes. Right? We have to, right? John McClain will call in from the Houston Chronicle. We'll talk about the Texans. We'll talk about what's happening down there. What is happening down there? That'll be a fun, happy conversation. (laughs) I thought we were going to keep it light today. (laughs) We're keeping it light, TJ. It's always fun with John, but there's a lot of heavy stuff going on. People are tweeting out Sean Watson back playing safety. Like, He's just not doing anything. He's being a guy out there on the look team. It's just really bizarre. It's really bizarre. I had a source in Oxnard yesterday that was telling me Dak wasn't throwing, and I got a little bit. We didn't even talk about that. It's been 13 minutes, TJ. (laughs) Dak leaves Cowboys practice yesterday. Shoulder issue. Gets an MRI. He may be out a few weeks. Well, but you know, he's okay, TJ. We're happy. It's it, Thursday. It's fine. You know, he's been throwing the ball more lately than he had in a while. So, of course, you're going to get a little shoulder tightness. At least sure. that's what I'm going to tell myself to make it through the next couple hours that everything's going to be fine. TJ, I'll see if I have any Xanax in the car to get you through the <laughs> <laughs> I might. You never know. I might need it. It's happy Thursday. <laughs> happy All, Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, All Rich really cares about is that weird Dak movement that he does when he's the warming hip, up hip thing, that yeah. hip, hip thing yeah. oh i mean it's you're in traction watching it it's crazy so we'll talk about that later on yes. we'll make sure that you, we'll hold your hand tj jefferson <laughs> holly mcpeak three-time olympian is going to close out the show today why am i having her on tj because we're in a talk about booty shorts. It's all about butt huggers, people <laughs> that's how we started the week and i promised you before i left to talk about it more <laughs> Holly McPeak. She's going to talk about it. She's actually coming off the beach. She's coaching. Uh-huh. She's running off the beach to get to our time slot. And she's probably got them on. So. And you know what? You probably wish you were there watching, but that's really near, <laughs> neither here nor there on a Thursday. Hey, how you doing? What is happening? <laughs> Can't stop staring at your bracelets now. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, how many do you have on? Officially. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, One, I'm going to say at least seven, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Crazy. Wow. Double digits. Hey, listen. I went okay. over again, guys. <laughs> it's like Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club. You never know when you have to jam. 
That's it's a how, great point. We jammed this morning and now my neck is killing me. <laughs> so these two guys were trying to be cool. They were like jamming. They'd seen the Woodstock dock. Is that what it was? Yeah, and you guys Woodstock were talking about that. Yeah. And they were playing Limp Biscuit in the back. Name a Limp Biscuit song, people. And uh, <laughs> We were playing Break Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the Whatever. dock, you know. Yeah. Whatever. No but, idea. Yeah. If you haven't, go on YouTube and put in Limp Biscuit Woodstock 99. Yeah, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Okay, Chris hurt himself. Chris hurt himself. <laughs> Chris hurt himself. Too bad John Cena's not in the studio today to fix your neck. Uh, Rich did a Zoom with John Cena mm-hmm. from The Suicide Squad. Rich loves his celebrity interviews. He really <laughs> likes them. So I think that'll be fun to listen to as well. My favorite thing is whenever we have a wrestling guest, Rich will specifically hit me up like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it makes me feel like I have a purpose here. Well, you do have a purpose. You're the grand maester of uh, social media and, and you're, you're the opinion everyone looks, looks to. I, I never thought about that until you just said it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Ooh, but I, yeah, I'll take that. Also, me and Brockman doing that. That's going to be on our TikTok today, folks. So you can go check out. Perfect. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. When are you going up to Cowboys camp? When are we going to see your TJ Jefferson? Well, now the deck is person? out. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, did you in the day we had to talk about the fences? Did you see the video of Michael Gallup went to, went to catch a ball and he flipped over the fence and hurt his ankle? Did you see that? Yeah. If I had been there, I would have caught him. I would have made sure that he wouldn't have gone over that fence. And I think that's why they need me at that fence. They, they want they you on want that fence. They want me on that fence. So I got to be on the inside, Suze. If you can make that happen, then we'll we'll go up there. Let me ping Jerry. As I said, <laughs> let me just ping Jerry. Let me set that up. If anyone can make it happen, it's you. I'm just saying that the guy who came the other day, we've got a, a, an event coming up, hopefully at the end of the month at our house, and the guy um, who does the porta potty said to me, you know, we do the porta potties for the Dallas Cowboys. We've done them for the last five years. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so they supply all the porta johns? So they, su- uh, they supply okay. the luxury porta potties. For the Dallas Cowboys. And I thought to myself, TJ would like that bit of information. Let me save that for Happy Thursday, Thank people. <laughs> and Rich Eisen will call into his hey, own show. Hey, we got a pack. Are we going to have time for all these people? We do. We're, I mean, this is a jam-packed Thursday. It's high happy energy. Happy Thursday. High it's energy, happy. That might go happy get a donut in the break. Thursday. It's a high well, energy Thursday. Well, Sarah had Thursday. done her job. We'd have donuts, guys. She did her job. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to get this war paint on. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Sarah. <laughs> a- anyway, uh, let's get this going. Let's get this Rich Eisen show going today. Uh, Rich will call in. You know, obviously, he's doing Tokyo Gold, people, hey. every every day on Peacock. It's the greatest show. Talk about high energy. It is a happy show every day because it is jam-packed with amazing Olympic highlights. And one of our callers said yesterday, he made a great point. I think it was the gentleman from Kentucky. It's that we only talk about Olympians every four years. It's so much pressure. So I am vowing today on Happy Thursday to talk about the Olympians a lot more so that they are part of the vernacular. I guess I have to come back and do the show more. Maybe I should slip a little Mickey into Rich's (laughs) vodka sometimes. Once again, if anyone could do it, it's you. I can because I... I usually pour it. So (laughs) who am I kidding? He pours his own. Anyway, so my point is, let's talk about the Olympians more. Let's make them part of the vernacular so that they don't feel the pressure once every four years so that we know their names, say their names, Mm -hmm. so that we know who they are. So when Caleb comes up onto the podium, we've seen him, we've watched him. When Sunisa Lee is up on the podium, we've seen her, we've watched her. That's a vow we can make today. Do it. That. That's what I have to say. 
Happy so, Thursday, people. Happy Thursday. We're going to go to break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and start rolling. I do want to get to Andrew Brandt when we get back. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Lots of happiness in Green Bay, people. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed This is the last day you, sir, Brett Favre, will ever not be a Hall of Famer from sunup to sundown. I haven't thought about that. Well, but, yeah, I mean, you're kind of... I'm the perspective guy. That's what I do. <laughs> what are your thoughts about the enshrinement here for the Pro Football Hall of Famer? You know, of sometimes, because um, it's been, a, as we were talking uh, prior to coming on, it, it's been a busy year mm-hmm. or last eight, eight months, I guess. And you almost kind of get inundated with all the stuff and rather than just kind of like soaking it all in like this is really just an incredible honor. Have you thought about who is going to present you in Canton uh, next yeah. summer? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you. Oh God. <laughs> no. Why'd you let me sit there for a few seconds like that, Brett? I mean, uh, you thought about like I'm gonna, well, you're gonna I mean, throw you it out. You told there? me prior to coming on here. Yeah, drama. Yes, drama. I did. Yeah. Did. So, well, you drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not, you know, it's so not you, rich. So you know who it is right now. You know. Who yeah. It is. Does that I person did. know who it is? Right sort of. Sort of. Sort yeah. of. Is it Mooch? <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> if I had told you when you were starting out in, in Green Bay that you would be 
a pro football famer with two grandchildren on the day that you're going. Would you have believed I, it? No, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, I, it, would, it would be, uh, yeah, like, really? It's just hard. You know, yeah, physically, but to be good or good enough for that long. Right. So everything I ever dreamed of, hope would happen, has, has come true, and then some. You do realize that after tomorrow night, when you're enshrined, that is your last chance to announce a comeback. Well, I'm, you do realize You know, I was going to ask you, you know, like, say Sunday, if I said, you know, I think I'm going to play another. You can't do that? You can. You will, can? You, will you do that on NFL game day morning? Will you make that announcement on NFL? Well, I'll see how I feel Sunday morning. <laughs> so wake no. up. You know, it's yeah. a super Sunday. You might feel that itch again. Do you miss it at all, though? One day where you're just you know how up. Like, I, I, I really don't. Um, you know, I miss the kind of the non-football stuff. You, you know, funny events and stuff. That, right. But not, if, you know, you see a big win. Yeah. You go, yeah, that's, that's good. But the, the other team, yes, I don't miss being the other team. And it's just a matter of time before the bad hits, before it comes and gets you. Yeah, so I don't miss that. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. And you know Rich Eisen, when he listened to Brett Favre talk about the Hall of Fame, you know he was hoping he'd say, Rich, I want you to <laughs> intro me. You know deep down he was waiting, and there was those seconds where he was like, is he going to ask me? <laughs> and he didn't, and that's okay. Earlier today, uh, GM Brian Gutekunst of the, Green, uh, sorry, of the Green Bay Packers had this to say about personnel decisions being made in Green Bay. It's, it's no different than um, it's always been, you know, you know, like his the input from him. Again, he's unique in the fact of what he's done for the certain this. Every player is not going to have that kind of input. Right. I mean, it's going to be Aaron, um, but he's always had it. Um, I think it's how we incorporate it. And at the end of the day, um, it's not it's really no different than some of the, the other people in our organization that have opinions about what we're going to do. At the end of the day, I'm going to take that in and then I'll make the decision and we'll move forward. Um, and it's, that's the way me and Matt have kind of done it and grown over the last couple of years is um, we got a lot of voices and they're all important and we listen to them all. And at the end of the day, me and him get together and we'll, and we'll make decisions what's best for the Green Bay Packers. Gouda Koons. Let's all say that together. Gouda Koons. Gouda Koons. Some names are harder. Brian Gouda I tried saying it once and I vowed never to do it again. Roethlisberger. Another name that sometimes <laughs> just gets stuck on the tongue. Uh, Andrew Brandt's going to join us now, the columnist for the MMQB, a former NFL executive with Green Bay Packers. Chris, is he on the phone? Yes, he is. We welcome Andrew Brandt here to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. And Andrew, we saw a very transparent Aaron Rodgers in front of the media in Green Bay. What do you make of what you've seen unfolding so far there? Well, Susie, I've sort of followed this a long time, and I was not surprised by any of it, including Aaron being on the presser yesterday and being candid, thoughtful, honest, professional, and laying it out. You know, this is not a guy that's going to give you a lot of BS answers, give you the cliches that a lot of athletes and coaches do. So I was not surprised. And what I make of it is what I've made of it all along. You know, there was an expiration date put on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in April of 2020, when they took a first-round quarterback, as we did 15 years ago, and I always thought that expiration date, and still do, is 2022. 
And I think it's becoming clear that's the case. They want Aaron Rodgers to give them MVP play for one more year while keeping the seat warm for the next guy. And Aaron's not down with it, but he understands. He doesn't have many options, and he talked about it. So it's going to be a professional relationship, kind of a coexisting for the next four or five months, and they're going to part ways. I've said it all along. You have to wonder about the experience he had when Brett Favre was there and he came in and how that impacted how he's going forward, not only with the team, but with his future replacement. What do you think that experience that he went through when Brett Favre was not all that warm and not all that uh, encompassing, how did that affect him mentally and how is that playing out in front of our eyes right now? Yeah, I mean, what's, you know, there's a few differences, but obviously a lot of parallels, and I felt a lot of deja vu the past year because, you know, they traded up to get Jordan. You know, Aaron kind of fell in our lap. We didn't expect to take a quarterback. It was an amazing moment where this guy just slid all the way down to our pick at 24. The Packers went up and got Jordan Love. And having been in management so long, I get it. You know, and people out there wonder, you know, the worst time to get a quarterback is when you really need a quarterback. So the Packers are always prepared, but they have to manage it, right? So in my day, we had to manage that. You know, Brett's camp is always saying, this is no fun, coming into work and sitting next to your replacement every day. And Aaron's camp was saying, am I ever going to play? Am I ever going to play? And I think from the Aaron side, he was a good soldier most of the year, but it bugged him. And I think as he said yesterday, Susie, this is a lot more than Jordan Love. I mean, it just feels like he doesn't get received well his input, and that's okay. You know, teams don't really go to players for personal input. But I think it's just more a sense of, I don't think he feels anyone in the front office is his point person. Like, like, he can sit down and talk about things beyond football. Like, there's a trust. I just think, like, he's, like, you know, in so many words, saying, these guys don't care about me, and we'll just do this for the next six months, and I'll be, I'll be somewhere else. So then it seems almost confusing then, because we all thought in the media that they had made concessions, Brian Gutekunst and, and the, the organization in Green Bay, to include him more. And then we heard from the GM... Well, I'm the one making the decisions, but we do have to take his input more. Obviously, the Randall Cobb trade shows that they were listening to him. Where do you see this coexisting, and do you think really they will listen to him more? Why wouldn't they when you've got a quarterback going into his 17th season with the organization who's proven? So it's funny. Like You'd think, especially in the way things have changed with the NFL and quarterbacks now with these older quarterbacks like Tom Brady, where do you see this actually playing out and leveling out in terms of his input? You know, I, I don't think there's going to be much of that. I really don't. I just think, you know, what was telling this offseason is the reporting of the coach, the general manager, and the president all going out to L.A. to see Aaron, yet here we are. I mean, I think the message they got, Aaron got, was, listen, we manage, you play. And I still think that. And even the presser this morning where Gutekunst basically said, yeah, we went and got Randall Cobb for him, and we wouldn't have done that without him. It was kind of like a feeling like, okay, we're done. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, we did that. 
And I just, you know, in my day, Ted Thompson, he was not a, he was an elite talent evaluator, but he was not a communicator. And he relied on me and John Schneider and John Dorsey and Reggie McKenzie. We communicated with players and agents. I'm not sure what the communication level is up there. And I get it. You know, they manage, they pick players, and players play. But Aaron's been very candid. Like, there needs to be a little more TLC up there. And if that's not the way it goes, it's not the way it goes. But I have a feeling there are other players that feel that way. They just can't say it because they don't have the gravitas that Aaron does. But at the end of the day, listen, this is not new, Susie. And they've been in the NFC Championship the last two years, and I think they're well-positioned to get there again. So, you know, we can talk all about what's going on off the field, but on the field, they're pretty damn good. There was one moment that Aaron Rodgers said, and it's been all over the place, um, Green Bay is not a vacation destination. They're coming here to play with me. How do you think that's going to play for the locals in Green Bay? You know, it really resonated with me. You know, I was there 10 years. I had a tough time, you know, with recruiting free agents. Um, And I think that's just reality. It's not the most diverse place. And, you know, my story with Charles Woodson, every calling him his agent every day for three months, even though I knew he had no other options, you know, it's tough. And what, what do I sell? You know, what am I selling to a 25 year old? I'm selling football. And I, in those days, I'm selling Brett Favre. And in these days, you're selling Aaron Rodgers. I get it. I get it. In terms of how it plays, I mean, what I told players and they found out was that, hey, you get there, it's kind of like a college atmosphere. The place wraps itself around you like no other sports team in the world. And it's great. And they tend to find that when they get there. But trying to convince someone... I mean, listen, I'm from back east. I lived in California. When I go to those places, I'm sure they ask what everyone asks, which is, how do you live there? (laughs) I got asked that the whole time. So I get it. You know, I think we have to be realistic about this, that this is not a place. It's geographically undesirable to a lot of people. When Aaron mentioned Charles Woodson, Julius Peppers, he mentioned other guys that had left. Mm-hmm. How realistic was that? Well, I don't think that's too out of the norm, right? Listen, this is a cold business. You know, all my writing and podcasts and talking is about the business of sports. I don't think that's out of the realm. Pick your favorite team, you know, pick your team. That team has let a lot of veterans go without a lot of fanfare, without a lot of TLC. They're on the waiver wire one day. They're on to the next. Now, you know, I can understand what he's saying about Charles and Peppers and Micah Hyde and Jordy Nelson. That was, in his words, I don't know if he used the word unceremonious, but yeah. And what I think he's saying, Susie, is guess who's next? Mm -hmm. Guess who's next? You know, in March, he's next. 
now there'll be a lot of fanfare, and he'll be a Packer Hall of Famer, and like Brett, you know, he'll come back one day, and everybody will kiss and make up. But but he's next, and think about that. He's the next one on that list, and that'll be in March. God, can you think of a more stressful NFL situation this year than the Green Bay Packers? You know, again, I was there for the messy divorce of Brett because we had seen this guy, Rogers during the off-seasons. Brett would go to Mississippi, and Aaron ran the team for two seasons, two off-seasons. We felt comfortable turning the keys over to this guy. They've seen Jordan Love really one off-season, and he'll play the whole August. I don't think Aaron will play in the preseason. And I hope he looks good. <laughs> God, I hope he looks good. Because, yeah, it's a succession plan. And, I mean, everyone said last year, oh, Aaron's going to be so motivated because they picked Jordan, and now they're saying it again. But motivated or not, I mean, he's he's – a Hall of Fame talent. I think he's the best player in the league. I, I, you know, he'll do what he does. He's got good players around him and one of the best receivers in the league. So stressful, yeah, but I think Aaron is certainly able to compartmentalize. Speaking of receivers, Devontae Adams wants to be the highest paid player in the league at, at the wide receiver position, at the wideout position, and, uh, it sounded like Brian Gutekunst did something like, well, there's different ways to ascertain the highest-paid player. Money's money, Andrew. Mm-hmm. How do you ascertain that? Well, I don't know if you, you know, you can blame me for that because he used to come in for salary cap lessons. <laughs> I'd say, you know, things that, well, you look at this, it's got more guaranteed. This one has more money up front. This one has more money in the first three years. So blame me for that. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is he will be. They'll will give him be. the money. I don't know if it's them. Somebody. You know, again, if Aaron's going and he'll be a free agent, I mean, listen, I don't know who it's going to be. But if they make him the highest paid and it's determined by him and his agent that those categories I just mentioned all match up, yeah, you should take it. How do you think the season ends? We just uh, look into your crystal ball. What's your prediction? Listen, there were a few plays away last year from the Super Bowl. I know everybody loves, you know, the Bucks running it back. I know there are other contenders. You know, I think Stafford will make the Rams a lot better. Um, but, I, you know, I still have my bias. I mean, I think I need to say that. You know, ten years, and I'm a I'm a real admirer of Aaron for a lot of reasons. I was for being with him for four years to start with. So I think think it ends with the Packers and Aaron's new hometown of L.A. in the Super Bowl. Hmm. His new hometown. And again, people are going to make a big deal of it. But again, this is not drama. This is not a soap opera on TV. This he's he's he can compartmentalize, you know. He's doing this. They're good. He'll be somewhere else next year, and I think they've got a real chance to to to, to win this thing. Before I let you go, how close to retirement do you think he really was? 
I never saw you retire. You know, um, the problem is, you know, and I always said this off, off season. I said he's not James Harden. You know, there's just a different level of player empowerment in the NBA and maybe other sports than there is the NFL. Life is about options and timing. He had no options, really. The other option was retiring, but I can't see Aaron Rodgers sitting there and not playing when the season's going on. I just can't see it with the drive that he has. And more than the drive, the talent. You know, I think he's, you know, you can argue Mahomes. He's still about the most talented guy in the league at that position. His arm talent is superior. I saw it from day one in 2005. And um, throwing it better than ever. So I, I never thought that was part of the equation, no. I just think he has to look at Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and think, why aren't they listening to me the way that team listens to him? I agree. You know, Brady set off something, and I think in Russell Wilson, too, where, like, they're thinking, huh, why can't I get some of that? But let's let's be real. Brady sat 20 years, you know, and, and this new Brady we've seen for two years, especially social media, it's like he's been freed. And the Patriots gave him the void. They gave him the void. You know, whatever you want to say about the Patriots being hard asses on the negotiating table, they gave him the void. They basically put the runway for him to get out, and he got out. And uh, he got personnel. You know, of course, if Tampa's going to get him, they're going to give him things in free agency. And one of those things is a lot of input. Maybe Aaron will get that next year. Uh, but it's not going to be through a void, which I was surprised. I thought maybe he'd get the void, and he didn't. But got the void in two years, but I think they'll trade him this year. And um, But he's not getting that in Green Bay, and I think we all know that. Andrew, we know you're a man in demand. Thank you so much for your time here on the Rich Eisen Show today. Always enjoy coming on with you guys. Take care. Thanks so much. Wealth of information, indeed. Always good to have him on. Always good. Uh, let's invite you to call in, please. Yesterday was a great day for callers. 844-204-RICH. I hope that you will call in, share your opinions. Perhaps you want to share your favorite vacation destination coming off of this interview. Who knows? <laughs> but we'd love to have you call in. Yesterday was great. Loved having everybody call in, and we invite them to, go, to do so again. They're playing badminton right now, people. Badminton is going on with the Olympics. We're going to talk to Rich Eisen on the other side of this break in the next hour. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My social media grandmaster TJ Jefferson pointed out, have you TJ, you've noticed what a, uh, on college basketball courts these days? Shorts are getting yeah. a lot shorter. You guys fought for long shorts, right? As the Fab Five, but now these guys are wearing like, you know, shorts right. that are like Bike right. shorts. Like, what do you think about that? Man? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan, man. I, I, when I first saw it was back when I was an assistant coach with the Miami Heat, and we it was summer league, and we were in Vegas, and uh, um, I forgot which player it was. And I, I said, I pulled him to the side, you know, right before the game, and Chris Quinn was there with me. <laughs> and Chris Quinn was assistant coach with the Heat. And I, I said to him, I said, man, you know what, bro? I forgot the kid name. I said, well, you know what? You're just stomping on the legacy. <laughs> and I said, he was like looking at me like, what, what is he talking about? I said, you're just killing my, our legacy. And I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and elaborate. I said, I was a part of a team, and we fought so hard. And it was a college team I'm speaking of. We fought so hard to get longer shorts because we saw guys like Michael Jordan wearing longer shorts with the NBA. And we saw UNLV with Larry Johnson and Stacey Augman. They ran some nice, you know, long shorts. I was like, yo, we fought so hard for it. And and then now, you know, like when I'm seeing you rolling your shorts up and you know, you're showing all your thighs. and you Thigh meat, Juwan. I said, I'm like, come on, bro, you just killing the legacy. Like, <laughs> I said, I said, we, and then knowing that, I said, we got beat up for it too. Like me, the media killed us for those long shorts and black socks, right? And now they said we look like playground kids. Now look at this. The progress cannot be rolled back, Jawan. We've got a on this show. We will stand in unison with you and the Fab Five legacy. We cannot see more thigh meat nah. in college basketball. I want my shorts no. to touch my knee. I want my shorts touching right. my knees. Yes. Right, I mean, I'm not trying, like, I don't want to see guys, man, with their shorts all rolled all the way up, you know, yeah. and you see all their thighs, and you see the tattoos on their thighs, no. but, you know, no. it's like, uh, you know, I understand the time change and style changes and all that, but that's one of them I'm not with. I don't, I can't fight for that one. And then I don't wear white <laughs> socks. I wear all black socks. Of course. Juwan, look, You know, coach. all the white socks people gave me, I just give them away to charity. That's it. Out the door. At least it goes to something good. And, and, and we, you, you have to stand for something. And this is what we all stand for. And we cannot have the, uh, the, the, the too much leg showing. You know, and, and I, I appreciate you <laughs> understanding that I'm using quality real estate with a top five uh, ranked head coach in, the, uh, in, in college basketball on this very important subject. You know, it's a good thing we have three-time Olympian Holly McPeak on today because TJ takes those long shorts really seriously. <laughs> I think it's referred to thigh meat, and yet he has a problem with the fact that uh, the German volleyball team wants to change the way women are dressed for volleyball. I wouldn't say I have a problem necessarily. I think your problem is you want to watch what's happening. Is I mean, that what it is? That's your problem. You know, I just it helps with my interest of the game. I'm hmm. going to be honest with you. 
So we get the long shorts and you get the butt huggers. I get it. I see where I see what you're putting down here. Wait. Wow. I mean, you know, there's just Oh boy. It, okay. It, maybe we're all break, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back on the Rich Eisen show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen on Happy Thursday. Hey, everybody. we're having a happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. We're having a happy You know who's not happy? Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton's not very happy <laughs> with wide happy. receiver Michael Thomas. Missed a lot of last season. A lot injury plagued. Didn't miss it. Injury plagued. Had surgery on that ankle in June. Yep. He's not happy. Well, look, it appears we're going to have to spend some time without him. Um, it's disappointing, and we'll work through it with the, the other players that are here. Um, but the surgery took place, and obviously, uh, you know, we would have liked that to have happened earlier than later. And and quite honestly, it should have. Can you explain? I mean, was there a lack of communication in between? Nope. or? Nope. I'm going to leave it at that. See, he's going transparent Yikes. Thursday. Yikes. He basically said, I'm pissed, right? Isn't that yeah. what he just said? I'm pissed? Yeah, I heard, I'm pissed. He should have got the surgery way sooner. He waited until June, and now we're screwed because he's going to end up missing games. Yep. He did I, not get the happy I, I, Thursday I feel, memo. Uh, I mean, I feel Sean's pain. I, I, I understand why he's upset about that. I'm, I'm sure Mike had a reason why he waited, but... What is the reason, Chris, when you're getting paid that much money? I don't know. Chris Brockman, what is the reason that you wait till June that you know you're going to be out? I, I, mean, I don't I don't know. I don't I, I'm wondering that. if it's a situation where he's trying rehab. He's going to a, di- a few different people or places to try to think that I can avoid surgery as long as possible. I've never had surgery. I can't imagine it's ever. Very, never had surgery ever. ever. Very fun. Yeah. Knock on wood. Wow. I can't imagine that it's very fun. It doesn't sound fun. You know, when someone else does it, it's minor, but when it's, when it's yours, it's major. So I got to imagine that he was probably trying to avoid, avoid that and just doing any type of rehab he can to kind of alleviate uh, his pain and, and to get himself better. And it got so to I point. had this surgery in February. What he there died? was a chance that it could have got better. And they kept saying, well, you know, rehab it, maybe it'll get better. It didn't. Had to have surgery. So I would assume that was it. So wow. how long did you wait before you actually went and did it? I got hurt in July last year. There was COVID. There was a lot of things. It was, you know, just keep rehabbing it. Maybe it'll get better. What were you doing for rehab? Drinking. Nice. Yeah. What were you doing that caused the injury? I was just going up a stair. Someone uh, yelled my name, turn around, missed the stair. So you Rolled were drinking. It. I was also drinking then. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Once Feller, again, everybody. This is why I rarely talk. <laughs> no, but see, that, uh, that's kind of my point. Like, you think and you're probably told a few different things that, hey, look, rehab can fix this uh, and you can avoid surgery. If I had an option to avoid surgery, I would choose that if I'm a professional athlete. Getting cut under the knife doesn't sound fun. It's not fun. No. Yeah. And so he waited probably as long as he possibly could. And, you know, John Payne's pissed because he's going to miss a, a month, it seems like. A month. He could not play in September, which is obviously a huge blow when you got a new quarterback. Yeah, no kidding. Yep, they they missed the memo. Yeah, didn't it get is, the memo. It is not Happy right, Thursday. A few other <laughs> <laughs> not, not Happy Thursday down there. A few other uh, NFL notes. I mentioned the other day Todd Gurley visiting the Rams today. So uh, sorry, the Ravens. Uh, that's going down. Uh, kind of surprising because it seemed like he was going to end up in Detroit to kind of mentor and, and, and be a one-two punch with DeAndre Swift. So 
Uh, let's keep an eye on that. Gurley, this is shocking to me. Only 27. Turns 27 next month. I feel like he's been around forever. Seems like he's been around forever, and it seems like he's got a lot of wear and tear, but you know, he's still in that prime production age for a running back, and he is a guy without a team, which is pretty surprising to me. Do we ever, did we ever find out what happened in, in the Super Bowl nope. with Todd Gurley? That's, nope. a, that's a one of those mysteries. That's, that's going to be a documentary in yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, it's one of the what-ifs. It's up there with Malcolm Butler. and like why, why did he just all of a sudden get benched? It's so bizarre. It's crazy. We will have some more Texans news, too, when John McClain calls yeah. in in the next hour. What else do you have, Chris? I uh, saw this. Uh, we didn't really talk about Ron Rivera yesterday we, uh, about how he's upset that Washington – uh, it's less than 50% uh, vaccinated players. But he did say that Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke are in a quarterback competition. I think a lot of people assumed that with Fitzmagic going to Washington, he was just going to be the starter. And, I mean, Rich thinks that he could take them to the Super Bowl. But it looks like they're, uh, they're in a battle. And uh, Ron doesn't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the WFT heading into this season. Quandary. Not a happy Thursday there either. Not a happy Thursday either. <laughs> Although, here we go. This is happy Give news. Give me something happy, Chris. TJ, uh, Mike McCarthy, your head coach yes. of the Dallas Cowboys, said Dak's injury uh, to his shoulder is minor. Of course. I don't know if you'd put him in the limited category, McCarthy explained. He'll do all the run stuff, all the footwork stuff. We just got to shut him down throwing for a couple days. So it's not going to be weeks. It's going to be a couple days. Dak's not going to be out there, but coach described it as minor. So that's good news. Yes. There are always issues when training camp opens. Yeah, there's a For lot sure. of guys just out. But but when are we ever surprised? But I think that's the joke. People get so mad at the media because we're like, oh, my God, Dak Prescott is injured. Right. Someone's always injured in the beginning. It's just a question of who and when. Someone's always injured. It's also still July, so it really yeah. doesn't matter. You heard, you heard Andrew say last segment talking to him like, he doesn't expect Aaron Rodgers to take a single snap in a preseason game mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm. There's only three preseason games uh, this year with the expanded schedule going to 17 games. So I don't expect it either. So, I mean, I, will we see Dak at all in the preseason? Probably not. I mean, we first time we probably see him is going to be in Tampa, I would yeah. imagine, right? By the way, you went much higher. You're like, probably not. <laughs> Think about this, I, I mean, too. I don't know. A guy didn't play all last year. Think about last year. They had none of this. Yeah, none of this. None of this was a teams couldn't yeah, no work tra- out together. They right. couldn't have right. training camp. They couldn't do any of this. So, I think we have to be positive. What's, that's why I was trying to put a positive spin on that. Like, not as bad for Jack yeah. as it could be. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that we're we're in good shape on this happy yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Then I, think we we, are. I mean, happy. you're right. Think about where we were last year mm-hmm. and the yeah. change that we're actually seeing guys on the same field. I mean, there are some controversies with red wristbands and yellow wristbands. Right. Yeah, just but saying, we're still we're not without better, controversy. Still in a better spot than we were. Yeah, so. okay. and those are happy colors, Chris. Yeah, those are ha- red, red and yellow are very happy colors. Look, Brian McCarthy, NFL PR guy uh, for the league, just tweeted out, 87.9% of all NFL players have had at least one vaccination shot. That's so that, great news. That's great news. That's great news. 19 teams are over 90%. Seven teams are more than 95%. So everything is trending in the right direction, despite what you hear from the Cole Beasleys and the TJ Wards of the world. Like, teams are getting it done, and and we're moving toward, you know, a fully vaccinated NFL, which is good news. No doubt. And Ron Rivera deserves to be protected. 
A guy with an immune issue deserves to be protected. Put on your mask, people. It's just that simple. We will talk to Joe Madden on the other side of this break. We will talk to John McClain. We have a lot ahead of us coming up in today's Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere, and don't forget to call in. So they're playing badminton. <laughs> have you been Japan. watching this at all? The badminton is intense. Isn't it shuttlecock? It's crazy. The shuttlecock. Yeah, to be specific. You can say it. We did. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you remember. Olympic badminton. It's intense. There's doubles, too. That they was play mixed doubles, doubles badminton. Mixed, mixed. They play doubles. mixed. They play mixed. They play doubles. They play singles. Remember it's we amazing. had the question earlier in the week, what would your Olympic sport be? Mixed doubles. I, I was really nice at badminton in high school. Like we, <laughs> That was like one of our gym class things oh, yeah. where, you know, you did a week of this and that and the third. Yeah, badminton, I was so nice. So and, and what's kind wouldn't of, have guessed that. Yeah, 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 you wouldn't have. <laughs> so um, would you say that you would be... Would that be your sport if you were an Olympian? Uh, it would either be that or like, you know, three on three basketball, like Brockman pointed out. Yeah, or, three, um, on three on three. I could stand in that corner and shoot threes all day. Yeah. Right. Maybe like the hammer throw. <laughs> Have you ever done the hammer throw? Not as easy as it looks. By the way, you know what's heavy? It looks easy. It looks hard. I mean, Thor makes it look easy. So you got to spin around and then chuck that thing. You don't want to bounce it off the wall and hit your in the face, and then you're knocked out and you're dead. (laughs) Well, you grab you grab Magillanar by the 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 handle and you spin it and then you throw it like Thor. That's that's not really how it goes. (laughs) Oh, that's not it. (laughs) Oh, and there was a crash in cycling. There was some kind of there was. Oh, I didn't see that. Some kind of weird indoor cycling situation. I was watching the the golf teed off yesterday. First, they're going to play four rounds of the golf championship. So I was watching a little Morikawa, Patrick Reed last night. That was nice. Somebody just went down in badminton. I mean, this <laughs> is... You literally, oh, you have the mix on over there. I have there. the mix right, on. Right, hold on. We well, put you know why? We on. are on Peacock. We put and obviously, on. you can watch all the Olympics streaming on Peacock. You can get an in-depth look at the country's top gymnasts in the Peacock original Golden. Go behind the scenes with the athletes as they compete for four spots on Team USA's Olympic roster. The new docuseries Golden is streaming now. Sign up at PeacockTV.com to get started. That is Golden, the journey of USA's elite gymnast. I will watch that. You know why? It's a happy story. Happy story. Yeah, it's a happy story. Liz Banks was on the other day. She talked about how she wants to, she likes to watch Olympics where they don't exactly have the body of an Olympian. Think <laughs> badminton. They got to, that's a new one for her yes. to watch. I was watching synchronized diving yesterday. That is so hard. It's so crazy. So hard. How do they know where they are? I have no idea. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. A lot more Rich Eisen show. We're just getting started.